and good day, marvelous human being. What a privilege and honor to be with you right here and now. I hope that wherever you are in the world, you're doing fantastic, you're content, you're joyous, you're happy, you're fulfilled, and I am sending you all of my energy, love, and support through the airwaves. We have an amazing episode of the show for you today. We have Marcus Freudenman on, and we are talking about alternative healing and potential cures for cancer and other diseases. This is a very heavy episode if you know somebody or you've lost somebody to a disease and Marcus is truly an expert in this field. He has done an immense amount of research. We talk about how he lost a close friend to cancer and how that started his research for natural cures. We talk about him traveling the world in search of those cures, finding treatments that just didn't work and why some treatments work for some but not for everyone. We talk about the importance of treating the person and not the disease, mind and emotion and a holistic and complete evaluation. The four categories of evaluation which are lifestyle, body, mindset, spiritual. Um, We talk about disease as a warning sign. We also talk about the work of Dr. Bruce Lipton and so much more. There is a ton of information in this episode. I invite you to check out his work. I know that you're going to enjoy it. And if you do, please share this episode, leave a review on iTunes or support on Patreon. I want to thank so, so very much to Lee Sharfstein, you left a very generous um, contribution there. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who's supporting on Patreon. Even if it's a dollar a month and it's something you don't even think about, it really helps keep this podcast going. Now that my life has changed with my daughter and juggling all kinds of new things, it really goes uh, a long way to create new episodes. So thank you so much. You can also leave a review on iTunes. And I want to thank my new friend, friend Ed Moreno for leaving this really humbling review and he says truly amazing life enhancing podcast when I came across Matt's podcast I was on a mission to end my life I can only express gratitude since that day because not only have I healed tremendously as a result of the teachers thinkers and doers he has had on his show but have found my life purpose Today, I'm on a mission to manifest a reality that I deserve, filled with love, abundance, and compassion for humanity and our planet. If you come across this podcast, it's because you are destined for greatness such as I am. Start listening. Thank you so much, Ed. I appreciate you very, very much, and I appreciate everyone who has left a review who supported the show big or small it really does help and the best way to support this show if you're really getting the messages do one kind act for another human being today even better do three kind acts if we're all doing that we really are having a ripple effect on this planet and in this universe because we are being the example never underestimate what a small act of kindness can do get somebody's name uh, pick up a piece of trash let somebody in in traffic be a listening ear send a kind note to a friend forgive somebody just do one kind act so now for those of you who want to work more in depth there are three ways that we can connect even deeper the first is to become a member of the master mind body and spirit academy we have launched with a 21 day challenge people are having such a great time in there i'm so grateful for all the amazing spirit in there and everybody just leveling up together it's truly amazing you can join at any time because all of those lessons and that challenge is going to go into a 21 day transformation that you can go on at your own pace so check it out bit.ly forward slash mind body spirit 21 and you can also access it at mattbelair.com if you guys want to do one-on-one coaching and you're really looking to uncover your life purpose just connect to your higher and greater purpose and really break through any limiting beliefs and program and design your preferred reality hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com or fill out the coaching form, uh, mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. And I'm going to teach you everything that I've learned about peak performance, law of attraction, um, the best tools, systems, and strategies that the elite use to uncover their dreams and their vision and also execute. It's really a lifetime endeavor, but when you have those empowering mindsets in place, you really can achieve 
greatness by your own design, by your own measure. And if you're interested in that, I would love to work with you. And there are many different ways that we can do that. So just reach out. And the final way is just interacting on the podcast, all the social media, uh, Matt Baylor on Instagram, Facebook, and all over the place. I love hearing from you guys. I want your feedback. I want to know what you like. I want to know if you want me to have any guests on. Looking for your feedback everywhere, all of the time. So that wraps it up. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we get into this episode. So wherever you are, stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. And just let it out slowly, filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, inspiration, and ready to take on this amazing episode with Marcus Freudenmann. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is the director of the Truly Heal Academy and co-author of the workbook to the video Healing Cancer with Common Sense and creator of the Truly Heal documentary. He has dedicated his life to educating the public on how to perform critical therapies, which are proven to work in many international clinics and at home. He travels around the world determined to provoke change by educating both the public and practitioners on cause-finding and alternative cancer therapies. He offers functional medicine, health coach education, and support to thousands in the form of newsletters, webinars, courses, and videos. Welcome to the show, Marcus Freudenmann. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to dive into your work. You know, before we started, you said you've been researching this for 18 years, which is a tremendous amount of time. And I've looked into alternative health and, and therapies and all that kind of thing. So I'm super curious to dive into your research. You've been doing it for a long time. And uh, obviously, you've collected a lot of data and you're being open-minded. And so I'm curious if you want to give the listeners just a little bit of background about who you are, what inspired you to move in this direction, and what you're up to today. Okay. I'm delighted to do that. As you can see behind me, the image, for those of you who can, divine insights is what I call our journey. You know, it's like starting, like almost everybody, with that diagnosis of a good friend. Uh, Jeanette was diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, I'm German, Bob the Builder. Let's fix it. <laughs> we go and search for solutions. And I started to roam the internet. My wife was searching as a naturopath. So we started really to get involved. I bought all those um, illegal cancer treatments and cures and GCMAF and everything that you can find, curcumin and beta-glucan, and brought everything home. And I said, look, if we take enough of that stuff, we're going to fix it. <laughs> so it was a pretty emotional time. And whatever we tried, it just didn't work. And, and um, Jeanette passed away a year later, um, very fast. And it was devastating when you when you have all those hopes and all that knowledge and you read so many of those articles that all those remedies cure cancer and then it didn't and um but it just brought something to us that um really we were always a bit different so the whole family was homeschooling my wife was homeschooling we were living somewhere in the country we traveled around the world to teach our children culture and languages and, and, and spiritual practices. So we've been pretty out there already. So I said, you know, we just pack up and take the children with us and search for a cure for cancer. We search for how to solve that problem. And Sabrina agreed. And so the whole family packed up and we traveled as you saw from the previous image, really around the world, all Asian countries and European countries, American um, and we looked for a solution and the whole family grew from that. My daughter is now naturopath. She's director of the um, academy. She teaches students together with my wife, who is the main researcher. My son is naturopath. The whole family got involved and, and it was kind of a 
very interesting journey, but it was certainly not as clean cut as we thought it was. And when we edited the movie, you know, it was almost four years of footage and editing and movies and cuts and, and hundreds of clinics. And then I started to accumulate all of that into the documentary, Cancer is Curable Now and Healing Cancer with Common Sense. And we, we put all of that together, but it was still based on treatments. And as if I hadn't learned my lesson from my own experience, you know, I was still promoting all those things. And it's like, I think it's a mass movement. We, we have so much hope into those treatments that we think maybe it was just us. Maybe it didn't work for me, but it works for everyone else. Now, the big difference comes when you do that for a longer period of time. Like I was witnessing now in, in, in let's say the first five, six, seven years, I was witnessing hundreds of people that tried the same regimen, tried all those treatments and still died and still had no success. So at a certain stage, I had to really drop the idea. And when you look at certain treatments like GCMAF, 2007, I was introduced when I bought it myself. Then 2008, during the documentary. 2016, it was in the newspaper. 2019, all the doctors were killed. And today, it's more or less disappeared because very few have results with it. And the results are very inconsistent and only work for very few cancers. So it's like we, we run always into the same direction. And what happened at that stage and this was really my big massive awakening i visited a clinic in switzerland the paracelsus clinic and i i needed some little pieces for my documentary to finish and i said dr rao would you help me to finish all i've written them all down all the treatments and everything i need to know and i started to ask my questions and he started to shake his head and said marcus i'm sorry i can't answer that that's just stupid questions. <laughs> when you have done four years of asking the same questions from different doctors, and then the last doctor tells you they are all, they're all stupid and non-relevant, and it was like a big shock. And I thought, maybe it's the doctor. He doesn't really know. <laughs> so it was like immediately blaming him. But he said, look, we have three cancer patients and he pulled out three charts out of his folders and he said look this patient here has depression anxiety trauma emotional events she has been abused and from that she has a seriously bad diet low self-esteem low self-respect um, she abuses her body with with high inflammation with pretty much everything you shouldn't do and um, on top of that, she has leaky gut, high inflammation. So that would be pretty much her cause uh, of cancer. The other patient has an EBV virus, Epstein-Barr virus, combined with co-infections, combined with mold toxicity and um, deficiencies from the flush out. The next one, the third one, had heavy metal poisoning together with uh, mold exposure and um, uh, um, an impairment in her de uh, detox pathways, uh, DNA impairments. So he said, three breast cancers, three different reasons. Why do you talk about treatments as long as you don't know why the cancer is there? And it, was, it made sense. And he said, and then we treat now all those three patients with the same treatment. Guess who has a result if we use treatments that have strong anti-infectious uh, properties, you know, like patient number two, EBV virus, co-infections, and uh, mold toxicity response to the same treatment. So he said, they will have stunning results and the other two, not the slightest. And that was kind of my first time awakening. Why do some treatments work for some, but not for all? And that changed everything. <laughs> I went back home. And after we finished and filmed, I stayed three weeks at the clinic, shadowed and learned and studied and, and really dived very deep into his work. And it made so much sense. And when we came home, we started to edit the movie, completely redid everything, uh, redid our workbook, our training book, our course, everything. And it was going away from treating the disease to treating the patient, finding out why the patient has a disease and how that could be resolved. And that made 
such a huge difference you wouldn't believe. That's amazing. I've definitely heard that before, and I'd love for you to continue going. The only thing that I'll add at this point is I can just imagine that if you're dealing with somebody, something like that, like cancer or a terminal illness, how frightening that would be. And it's um, nice to hear that you've been in it for so long where you're like, okay, I want to be open-minded. I want to go for this alternative therapy. I want to try this. I want to try that. And then look at all these different things and see what happens and see what was actually effective. And my belief and from what I've seen, because I've had guests on the show that have cured themselves of terminal illnesses. Um, the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza, I find fascinating where he's trying to measure and go into a meditative state. But that also comes back to the idea of healing the individual and where does the disease come from in the first place and noticing all of those correlations in the psychological um, um, charts of those people, right? Their, their beliefs, how they navigate life, what, what they're doing with their time and, and then matching those all up and seeing what you can do to actually provide a solution. So I'm going to shut up. That's all I wanted to say. And I would love for you to keep going. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, um, I'm, I'm just jumping straight to what you said. I found this, the next mega powerful insight, you know, divine insight. You come to one clinic and they focus on what you said mind and emotions, all the, the traumas, all the mental state, radical forgiveness, uh, the Martini method, you know, the breakthrough experience. It doesn't matter. Every clinic had little bits of different. So they were focusing on the mind. Then you come to another clinic, they were focusing purely on the gut and gut restoration and choosing and nutrient uptake and, and getting all the, the dirt out and detoxification and enemas, you know, like Gerson. Then you have other clinics that focus so intensely on infectious diseases or deficiencies or the gut biome, DNA impairments. And what we discovered is that very few clinics actually do it all. Or not, not the treatments. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the evaluation, looking for the reason of the disease. You know, we, we all have a different makeup. It's very individualized. And like I said, with those three patients, um, Take, take 10 or 9 um, uh, Lyme patients with Lyme disease and look at their causes. And then you find that three are bitten by a tick, have the test result as positive. They have Borrelia, the, the, the Lyme bacteria, but no symptoms. The other three have uh, medium to you know, low stages, stage one and two, very little symptoms. And then the others go up to really severe stage and, and are very sick. And he said, Marcus, tell me why it unfolds in some people and in others not. And I was like, again, you know, I am, that's why I'm here asking you. And he said, well, we have one group, their immune system works well. Their body is alkaline enough. They have enough oxygen. They are, their immune system has nutrients to deal with the, with the invasion and they keep it under control. And as soon as there is no traumatic event, there is nothing dramatic, they will maintain that situation really well. The next group has probably lack of oxygen, high stress levels, uh, you know, a bad diet, leaky gut, whatever, all those things that interfere as well. And then you have the last group, which could be very, very high heavy metal toxicity, mold toxicity, EMF poisoning, sensitivity from the gut, leaky gut combined all those things together, which make it really intense. So he said, it's never ever the Borrelia, it's never ever the Lyme bacteria that causes it, because pretty much 80% have it, or in some form, from kissing, from sexual conduct. So it's something that is transmitted, but only one family member or two will then have that extreme based on their body milieu. And that's when we came to that conclusion that you really need to make a chart that starts to build out, analyzing step by step what could be the problem in this case. And in the beginning, as you can see, my flower power map, you know, like I'm a hidden hippie, uh, I had always those beautiful maps that people could relate to. And then we added research to it. And then we added more and more content. I took my beautiful map to Dr. Rao and he said, that's confusing. I need that all straight in line. So as you can see, if we go a little bit further down, that's the mind map and it scrolls down about four and a half meters. 
It's intensely filled with all the different deficiencies and it's divided into different subjects. So when you look at the first one is gut health and gut health is so many different symptoms, so many different problems, so many different resulting problems from that. And what needs to be done when you, when you have people, you know, we have that generalization, oh, a vegetarian diet is based, oh, a paleo diet is based, or we should go completely ketogenic. You know, everybody has those firm beliefs, but do they fit for everybody? If you have gallbladder problems, if you can't produce a lipase and the pancreas, or can't produce bile salts, and you go onto a ketogenic diet, you die. You know, like the body just can't handle the fat. If you go on an on a extreme um, uh, fiber diet and juicing and, 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 and vegetarian and raw, 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 and you don't have the gut uh, acidity to break down that uh, food, you starve, even though you have the best nutrients. So what we found is that subject alone was worth a whole study in itself. And we found then super experts that were helping us to make everything complete in that department. Then we went on to the next one, which was infections. Again, there's hundreds of infections that are directly linked to certain cancers and tumors. So you know exactly if that infection is there, it triggers as a result certain um, immune weaknesses, immune responses, overload, and cancer. Then we went to deficiencies, and that's a subject in itself, you know, like when you realize how deficient we can be. And Burton Goldberg said it really nice. We live in the land of plenty, yet we are starving to death. And he was right, you know, like with the food that we get today in the supermarket and pre-ripened uh, harvest and then ripening it in a fair warehouse, so many things that come together. So what kind of symptoms come from which type of deficiencies? If you have heavy metals in your mouth, you have mercury and um, you flush out nonstop zinc, selenium, and iodine, because that's what your body uses to get rid of the mercury. So over time, when you have those mercury fillings, slowly you go into more and more of a deficiency because it's the antagonist for, um, for your minerals, mineral uptake. So all of that, we pack that into a department, again, with support of the best experts around the world. Then we went into toxicity, hormones, systemic health, all the organs, checking out whether your detox pathways that you inherited from your parents actually work. You know, with many of the toxins that we use today, it's not a, a carcinogen that causes cancer in me. It can be a mutagen. It can be a teratogen, which causes damage in the next generation. So they have an impact in their DNA. I have a client, if I just go back two slides, um, he had, when you see the, the chart of his DNA, it's almost all red. It works very little. He can hardly detoxify. And then he had his teeth full with mercury, palladium, gold, different metals that cause galvanic reactions. He had bacteria overgrowth in his gut that pro produces a lot of uh, biotoxins. And he couldn't detoxify any of that. So his body was building up more and more and more toxicity because his detox pathways were impaired. And that's what I mean. When you start looking into different concepts of understanding why people are sick, why people have those problems, how you can fix individual things, how you can help them get back on track, all of a sudden healing is not a hopeful action anymore you know like we do the treatment and we hope and we hope and we hope until it works it actually comes the other way around i see what i need to fix and every tiny bit and this is probably the biggest insight that we found every bit we support every bit we fix improves the quality of life improves energy levels improves atp production improves oxygen uptake you know, it's fantastic. When you reduce a, a, a load that is stressing the body all the time, and, you know, that brings me to my last image that I have, and I really love that one. You probably see it. You know, there's a pipe broken on the ceiling, and water drips down. And that's, you know, something that we all have. We have problems, different problems. And then they cause a puddle on the floor. 
it's not about wiping that floor, impregnating the floor, getting bigger sponges that take up the mess. It's actually fixing that pipe. And that's where healing really happens. And I've seen miracles happen in a very, very short time when you support the body and the individual patient, what their needs are. And that's pretty much the training that we offer. It's, it's personalized. It's very, it's, I call it detective game. We play detective, health detective, environmental detective, and we analyze a person in all their little attributes, what needs to be solved. Marcus, that's really amazing. When I'm, when I'm looking at it, I see such a holistic view and it looks like you're combining modern medicine with also that understanding around mindset and psychology. There are so many quotes out there that say, you know, disease all stems from the mind and the number one um, cause of disease is stress as people are super stressed out. And if you took all the charts of all the people who've had a disease and you rank their stress from zero to a hundred, most of them are going to be way above 70, you know, definitely above 50. They're not going to be peaceful and at ease and all that kind of thing. And then you take the idea that, which I'm really into is I like the idea of like mindset and curing your body with your mind. And I've heard enough stories and done enough research to know that that's true, but that's fully incomplete when you have modern medicine and it can test your body. It can under, it can understand it, put under a microscope so you can get so much more information. And that's the whole idea is we want to combine both because I see some people out there that really want to go the alternative method because they're kind of, you know, we go into Western medicine and the, and the problem there is like, here are your pills and here is this therapy and this is going to work, but that doesn't work. It's incomplete. It, it, we know that it can do something at some times, but it doesn't work for everyone because it's just treating a symptom. And then you go to the psychology side and say, okay, you know, we're going to just meditate it away. And for some people, they might have the ability to do that, but many other people won't have the ability to do that. So, to have a much greater understanding with, with so much more information, you can then make a better choice for your healing. And it looks like you've kind of ticked off every single box there. And I'm reminded of a great podcast I did with Paula Sturm. Shout out Paula. I don't know what episode it was, but look it up. It's amazing. And she is a dietitian. And we, we communicated after and we were talking more about health because I had a friend experiencing something and I said, can I see your intake form? And her intake form was amazing. And she gets fantastic results because she went down that emotional. She was asking questions that people didn't ask because those are the things that are causing stress in the body and, and causing disease. And if you don't want to treat them, it, you will probably experience some other disease right in the body somewhere else and i've heard you know when you go to the metaphysical side that disease is trapped stored emotions it's stress it's this it's that and it could be any of those things but when we combine the good parts of modern medicine which is totally necessary if i break my arm i want a doctor to fix that and i want them to use anesthetic because i don't want to you know go through that with positive psychology and everything that we know about psychology, everything we know about mindset, everything we know about stress and all those research studies and you put them together, you're really playing with a, with a true holistic system. And I think that that's re really brilliant. Yeah. Which is pretty much, if you look behind me, you see those four colors. We use them as a, as a means to evaluate a body in very, very specific forms. For example, the blue is our physical area. So we have 36 chapters um, on physical evaluation, finding toxicity, you know, finding the environmental issues, uh, system health, organ health, everything. Then we have the green, which is normally what normal health coaches do, you know, focusing on lifestyle, diet, food, sleep, drink, um, your, your environment that you live in, because we have blind spots. You know, I came to a very nice guy and he was doing pretty much everything right and supplements and everything. And then he had a rubber lining in his, uh, in his garage that was fumigating through the whole house. You could smell those plastic toxins from that rubber everywhere. It smelled like in plug rubber, you know, uh, store, highly toxic. Plus he had in every room and a Wi-Fi extender as if he had never heard about EMF. So there was so many other little issues and I'm not pointing fingers. I have my <laughs> but we slowly, you know, disintegrated one after the other while learning. 
So the, the green is lifestyle and everything we do habitual. The red behind me is the uh, mindset, thinking, self-talk, um, self-evaluation. See, disease is very often an excuse. I don't need to work. I don't have less responsibility. I have more people visiting me. I have people that take up all my heavy duty work that I don't like to do. So all of a sudden I have quite a number of benefits of being sick. So evaluating those, where do they come from? Where do I have really off uh, um, expectation, you know, exaggerated expectations, unrealistic expectations that make me do things that are wrong. Um, you know, we work with, with many different modalities that we studied in that regards to deal with the mind, changing mindset breaking patterns. I believe very strongly in that yin-yang. We always have both sides, positive and negative in everything. So if we have something negative, I was running a course for a while, loving cancer. <laughs> they all thought I'm nuts. <laughs> but I, I found that when you have a diagnosis like cancer, what happens? You change your life. You start exploring, you start learning, you read books, you, you evaluate your time, you Delete friends that are unhealthy for you because you feel how they drag you down. There's so many things that happen from that diagnosis that are actually positive. So that's why I, the mind is really important. And then we have the yellow, which is what I call the biggest circle around us, which is the spiritual. And that's where we look whether a person has actually a will to live, whether they have something to live for, whether they have a purpose, what their, what their perceived uh, a mission is in this lifetime do they have a course you know like religion to be a good person very often they failed in doing so you know like because they got divorced and and um broke a vow and they are, now they can't go into heaven you know i don't say that that's there's a lot of misunderstandings there's a lot of problems too to knowing why I'm here, what do I want to do? A lot of people don't give themselves permission. Uh, you probably deal with that a lot, that people have a dream, but they never follow through on it. Like me, it was, I want to bring up children in this world that are aware of pretty much everything that's going on. They are not blind, they are not dull, they are not, you know, watching TV day and night. They, they see the world for what it is and they understand it. So that was my mission and that's why we took the journey. I say that's pretty normal. Everybody else said, are you nuts? You can't travel for four years with your kids. But I think a lot of people deny themselves their greatness. And that is very suppressing to your immune system. You know, like, so aspects that we address in the training program are so multi-purpose. And I can't say that positive thinking can cure cancer. I weigh cancer. You know, so many of the big uh, mind people um, having cancer, dying of cancer. I, we, we studied in India for almost half a year from Ayurveda temple, Ayurveda uh, place to the next. And many of the monks, many of the nuns, many of the priests, many of the people that we met had um, severe chronic degenerative diseases from the lifestyle they live. And they couldn't meditate it away. So my, I came with the same mindset. I said, oh, if I have a healthy mind, I can cure every disease. <laughs> and it was like, okay, that was a pop balloon as well. <laughs> There's not that much power to it. We can use the mind. And this is where I'm really, really certain we can use the mind to motivate ourselves to fight through problems. If you have no money, it just doesn't come by positive thinking. We know that. Everybody tried after the secret was released, sit there and dream of their Porsche, and it didn't happen. It's not the positive thinking. It's taking action based on your beliefs and your thoughts and then going for it. Because it's a hard work to get through, to have a breakthrough. You know that. You've invested years of, of hard work and time to build your career. I did the same. You know, like, so it's not coming overnight, but because I do what I love and love what I do, it's not really work. I can keep going for eternity. So. And I believe that's where that spiritual factor, that yellow point is really so important that we allow people to go for their dreams, allow to be great and have a reason to live and a reason to live longer. 
Marcus, that's amazing, man. I feel like you articulated that so incredibly well. And I, and I agree with all of it. You know, I've gone down those rabbit holes of positive thinking because I'm so curious about what the mind is capable of doing. And in that research, I know that it's capable of doing amazing things. But what's happening is just like if you go too far right brain or too far left brain, it's imbalanced. And like you said, the yin yang, which I put up in, in honor of you, um, which is yeah, one of my other, other backgrounds, <laughs> is in martial arts, they teach you that, right? It's, it's in kind of embodying this both sides like if you want to build a house you need to imagine it right and then you need to go get the wood you need to do the measurements you need to do all that kind of thing um so you're living in both these worlds and if you're just living in one you can test it but then when the bubble bursts you need to be able to reevaluate what you believe and i've had to reevaluate what i believe based on my results so many times and and yeah. i think that part of the culture that we're moving into is like that biohack quick fix positive mindset, which I've probably read more books than anyone I know and did all the courses and there's room for that, but it's incomplete. Like when I trained with the Shaolin monks, one of them could break a stone with two fingers and it was amazing. And meditation and Qigong was a part of his practice, but so was hard Qigong. That means he took his finger and he poked a tree for years and years and then could do something phenomenal and which is mind-blowing and so what you're sharing is so incredibly important and i'm just curious with um the ayurveda and in and all those things um that you looked over there was there one thing specifically that they're missing and i also want to draw to draw on the point that i think is important is that you were sharing that not one thing works for everybody i've seen the same thing it's the keto diet no it's the vegan diet no it's the juice diet no it's this it doesn't work for everybody it's not just the carnivore diet it's not any of those it's understanding who you are what works for you and and then assessing that and then the second question as i'm going because i want to make sure i get it in is there a test that people can do like where do they get started with understanding whole body health because even at this system here i'm curious about it to see what what may i be deficient in how could i increase my energy how could i um you know improve the quality of my life my energy and my body okay let's start with the last one because i really love that uh, we have a lot of people that that work in the health industry not the disease industry so they work with sport athletes top athletes uh, that want to increase their performance and they do the same tests the same evaluation the same deficiency liver pathways immune boosts that the diseased people or sick people uh, to, to achieve maximum performance. All the treatments that we teach about are also for healthy people to, you know, like almost doping. So in that regards, you're right. We, we do not treat disease. We, we enhance health. That's number one. The second part, um, which you spoke about, is that evaluation, that finding what's wrong is always based, like your practitioner that you talked about, uh, with that intake evaluation. We have the same thing. It's, it's a, a whole lot of questionnaire. We've broken it into different departments, so you don't need to do them all at once. When a new client signs up and you send them 250 questions, they go like, oh, bye-bye. <laughs> Most people want a quick fix, not. So what we do is we, we send sections which really make it clear and gives us the ability to work through with them step-by-step step to understand what their health is, where it comes from, what the timeline is, you know, sometimes disease manifests at the age of six and then slowly builds up, builds up because it was never cured out. It was never resolved. When you look at uh, fever is, for example, a natural healing response of the body. Normally, when you have an infection, the body produces a high fever. Children have that quite normal. And then they go with that fever. They produce huge amounts of white blood cells. Their cytokine start to learn to identify the different infections then they kill the infections and the body has learned has done an ev evolutionary step and that's why all children around the world whether they're chinese or japanese or uh, afro-american it doesn't matter they all have the same childhood diseases what do we do we suppress them with vaccinations no more measles no more mumps no more rubella no more growth no more evolution no more immune system learning it's learning phases of the system that's why you have them at certain stages going through so many things that need to be fixed and taught and 
Um, I'm passionate about it, especially for future generations. But coming back to what you asked as a first question, how to do an evaluation. And this is where I invite everybody that is on the show today. And we really made it simple. So www.trulyheal.com or just trulyheal.com forward slash Zen athlete and type that in and you come to a free training. See, I've, I've always struggled with putting to into a short you know, 10 minute conversation or half hour and you go and you bubble and you bubble over and you have so much to share, but you can't really carry it over. And that's why I've created those six videos and they really take you through the evaluation. You can for yourself observe what is really relevant, what is about my diet, and, and then um, what is about toxicity? What are the toxins in my life? How do I find them? Where, where are the tools? You know, like we live in a miraculous world. You can go to Amazon and order formaldehyde strips or a little meter that measures mold spores in the air and they're really pennies. And then you have that and then you can check out and finding those underlying problems that we are all confronted with, with 5G coming, 4G being rampant already everywhere. We live in sometimes in houses, you know, where there is routers in every corner around us. I say that EMF is really not bad, but if you have EMF with mold or EMF with a virus or bacteria overgrowth, then they become 20,000 times more toxic. There's beautiful work from Dr. Mutter in Germany, in Constance, in, at the Bo uh, Lake Boden, um, where they did lethal dose one, you know, one out of 100 rats dies uh, with mold exposure. So they know the concentration. Then they know um, EMF, lethal dose one, or um, he mercury, heavy metals, lethal dose one. And then they add two, one and one together, and all of a sudden we have 100 rats die. So it's not one and one makes two, like we are surrounded by 40,000 different types of toxins and mutagens, teratogens, carcinogens, and um, boosters, as we call them. EMF is just a booster. It makes everything more toxic. When you have a mold to Petri dish and you stand at somewhere in the room where there is no EMF, you will see the mold is growing a little bit. Take the same Petri router, you know, your house routers for Wi-Fi, and this thing grows over, it's, it's, it's massive, and it becomes highly toxic. So we have certain combinations that really make it difficult. And that's why with that training, I cover each of those aspects. I really go systematically through, I talk about stress. Stress can come from work, relationship, you know, self-minimization, spiritual stress, um, mental stress from school and education or feeling not, not adequate in learning fast enough brain fog that comes in from the physical side, impairing your mental side. Ah, you know, people are usually not dumb. They can have deficiencies in, in omega-3s and good oils and good fats, and that's why their brain doesn't work. Or they have heavy metal exposure, which completely establishes a brain fog in the nerve because it's a neurotoxin. So my whole view has changed that, that saying people... Um, are depressed because of a whole range of disease. They are not clever because a whole range of problems. Uh, so let's identify the problems. And all of a sudden, I had children that came, ADHD, ADD, they couldn't think, they were not sitting still, they had an, an attention span of 30 seconds that you can fix by fixing the gut, reducing some of the toxicity out of their system and giving them the right nutrients and they come back to total normality. So it's not the mind that is broken in that case, it's actually the physical side, the environment they live in and fixing that and then you have a healthy child. So that's the whole training program and you can see, whoops, wobbling the table. You can see behind me, it's a free functional medicine training as we call it. Uh, functional medicine means I work the patient and not the disease. I actually don't care about the disease. The disease just gives me a few symptoms that direct me in the right path. But the disease itself can be different for you than it is for me from the same problems. Yeah, well, 
there's a lot of things that we could touch on there. And the first thing that makes me think about is like getting, ha- having a disease and you shared about it earlier where it can be a catalyst. Like it's, it's something like over time that will be a result of your choices that will say, Hey, this is a warning marker. This is telling you that something is off. I met a man at the gym the other day. I forget his name, but I said, Hey, how you doing? I'd seen him coming to the gym a lot and he's very overweight. And I seen him losing a lot of weight. And he's like, I was like, Hey man, how long you been coming to the gym? He said about a year. I was like, Oh, that's amazing. And I was like, it looks like you're losing some weight. He goes, yeah, man, I've lost 240 pounds this year. He lost 240 pounds. And I was like, Oh my goodness. That's amazing, dude. I was like, good for you. And I was like, well, what was the reason why you started coming to the gym? He's like, well, the doctor basically, I was getting gangrene in my legs. I could barely move. And the doctor said, you're too far gone. You're too far gone. There's nothing we can do. And that day he went to the gym, he got a trainer and he changed it, right? That for, for whatever reason, he had to let it get that bad to find the solution because it's not just one thing. And what I really like that you're talking about is number one, it's not a quick fix. It's not this, hey, take this cancer treatment or this wellness treatment for your gut or for whatever you have. Take this one thing that's going to cure it. We know that that doesn't work. What we need to have is a full understanding and like you talked about i like i'm going to take this test because i like to know what my blind spots are i want to know more about myself and i also want to know um the things that i might not be seeing so again the blind spots and to give an example of this (laughs) i just went to a tony robbins event in toronto and he shared that he nearly died because he got heavy metal poisoning because, Mercury poisoning. Yeah, yes, he, I, I remember. <laughs> yeah, he was saying that, you know, he, he thought he was having a good diet. And so he was like mostly vegetarian. And then he was eating some fish. But the fish have now changed. So he got heavy metal. And the funny thing about Tony Robbins being a tank, he said something along the lines like it was like double the dose. Like he's double the amount that would kill an average person. And he's just like got the mindset and the power to power through. But now... <laughs> that he has that understanding, he can make that switch. And so I feel like a lot of times people need that negative catalyst. And what I also really love about this is your understanding of spirituality is, is, is a simple one. You know, are you following your passion? Are you happy? Are you engaged? And you know, the mindset, it's a simple one because when you really dive into these things, they become very simple. But the thing is, we're not doing those simple things. Like you had shared about, um, do you have something to live for? You know, if you have a, uh, a cancer, you know, do you want to even be here? Are you trying to check out, you know, my grandparents, for example, as soon as my grandfather died, um, you know, three months later, my grandmother, who's personally pretty healthy, uh, she had passed. And that happens quite often. It's like they've kind of run that course. And, and that would be that checkbox, that understanding. So I feel like we live in a world that is so toxic on every level when we don't have the awareness it's toxic television it's toxic ideas it's toxic people it's toxic food it's toxic understanding it's toxic ways of life it's toxic uh um everything but then some of the problem that you've seen is it's also for profit so you know what rather than looking at my entire uh health system and taking accountability that for that it's like well i have this disease but it's not because i haven't exercised in six years i have this disease but it's not because my diet is terrible i have this disease and it's not because i hate my life and i hate what i do and i really wish i could change it all of those things matter because your emotional body plays an effect on your physical body your physical body you know obviously affects the physical body and the emotional body everything is so connected and what this allows you to do is just to take an inventory and be like you know what now at least that i know this i can be cognizant of it and do what i can to remedy it yeah exactly and like you said i i've met so many people that come said marcus I grew up in a family, we ate organic, we lived healthy, I did all my life exercise, I, I've been positive, I've been working hard on my, on my spiritual development. Why do I have cancer? It's not logical. And it's so often, you know, like it's not just once. And then especially if people say they live a healthy lifestyle and you go like, okay, let's go through the evaluation. And already, and I, I found it for myself, you know, I was a Twinkie vegetarian, as we call it. You know? <laughs> Spiritually, <laughs> not, 
<laughs> I took me a second. I was like, I didn't know what the heck you meant. Were you eating Twinkies? That's your that's your vegetarian. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's uh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, I was not eating meat, but I was eating anything else, uh, which was unhealthy, especially sweets. So what I mean is, I thought at that stage, my consciousness level saying that that was okay, and it was based on spiritual beliefs. I'm a Buddhist, and no ahimsa, and you know, all of those things. And it was, it was logical that I would say from my perspective, I'm living a healthy life. Yet everybody else looking from the outside goes like, oh my God, how can he say he lives a healthy life? And that's the same thing when we do the evaluation. You send the questionnaire to the client and as they go through and you ask the question, you're like, just the poop evaluation, you know, looking at your poop, and how is it? Is it consistent? What, what, what form, what shape, what smell, the consistency, frequency? And then you find, oh, shit, I, in, in, in terminology, correct? I wasn't aware of all of those things that I had to write down. And then it just goes from one subject to another. And, and it really just indicates for us, okay, that's an area that we need to look at. I'm not saying that that's um, for everybody but for that person it's an area we need to look at um the birth how they were born already starting a sequence of events what environment they were at i have so many people that grew up on a farm or country life which you would think is healthy and fresh eggs and everything but they were exposed to so many fertilizers and so many heavy metals in that industry so checking through where it comes from, what the problems are, what we need to test. And we don't need all the tests for all the people. We really focus on keeping prices to minimum. There's so many beautiful laboratories today that allow testing. You can send in your samples yourself, get the test report back, and then your health coach or your health um, consultant will help you to understand it. And it's phenomenal. I think it's a, it's a beautiful time we live in. And if we make the best out of it, we have incredible changes and, and possibilities to actually really get old and or even overcome disease and reverse it in a, in a really good way. Yeah, thank you for sharing all that. It's, it's really, again, well put. And I'm curious just to ask directly, do you believe that Anybody who's afflicted with a disease, whether it be cancer or they say it's incurable, has an opportunity to heal it with a complete understanding? Okay, that's a very, very good question, an important question. There is, and I, I can tell you, there is always that point of no return. At a certain stage, for example, let's say we talk about infectious diseases, you talk about ALS, Lyme disease, anything that is based on infections where the bacteria have destroyed your nervous system. Um, even, you know, it doesn't matter. Stephen Hawkins, all of them could not reverse certain damage, no matter how much fresh cell therapy, stem cell therapy, whatever you do, it just doesn't cope with the reversal. Nerve tissue is very hard to repair. If you have fried brain nerves uh, because heavy metals uh, together with galvanic reaction in your mouth, you know, which is electricity in your mouth, stimulating those heavy metals in the brain. Um, you might stop the progress, but certain repair is very, very difficult. That's why we always say, take the smallest signal. You said before, disease is actually a warning sign. So it's a signal that comes up, stop what you're doing, reflect and change. So if we use that and we use it wisely, then we can stop before that happens, before it's too late. Unfortunately, most patients need a really severe diagnosis, like you said with your fitness guy, and to turn around. So dependent on the disease, dependent on the progression, dependent on the damage that was already done, it can be difficult. In general, you can slow down. And, you know, if I can live two years longer with the terminal cancer, if I can live three years longer, how cool is that? I have so many clients that came with a three-month diagnose, and then eight years later, uh, they gave up or gave in or had a traumatic event or had something else happening. But eight years, you know, that's a wonderful time if you live it consciously. And I would like to say something about what you just said before with that personal trainer. Let's face it, if you go on your own and go into a fitness studio, 
you go twice <laughs> if <laughs> then you have so sore muscles that you don't go again and I realized for myself, I signed up at least five times for a gym and didn't pull through and drop out and didn't go and convenient old habits, overriding laziness, too much work, you know, a million excuses. And then I changed and took a personal trainer. And uh, he was, I told him, you make me accountable. If I don't come, I pay double next time. There is no way that I can cheat out. And we had booked four months and I was going those four months very diligently. Called me evening, morning, you know, shortly before I couldn't cheat out. It was really nice. And it's like that six month pattern of really working hard in something until it becomes a routine because it, it doesn't, it, it's not stressful anymore. It's not against your personality. And that's the same with cancer treatments, Lyme treatments, with everything. We educate people to treat at home instead of spending $40,000 in a clinic, spend $4,000 and do the treatments at home and do them regularly. And if you do them with a coach, if you do them with a trainer that helps you through the process and encourages you and keeps you going, helps you to overcome your own hesitations, your laziness, whatever it is, then you stand a massive chance. And that's when we see those eight, nine, 10, 12 years living longer because you might not get rid of cancer, but you maintain it. You, you stop it. How cool is that? Yeah, that's a really important point because the way that we're wired, we so often will just sabotage ourselves because we're in our own mind. And it's also the familiar pattern. That's the way your mind is now operating. And it wants to stay that way because you're literally going to change who you are physio physiologically, emotionally, spiritually, every single way when you go to that gym. And that's a very common thing. And people are like, oh, you know, I don't want to invest in a trainer. You don't know how to work out. You don't know what you're doing. If you're going to invest in anything, invest in your health, invest in that. And so you're right because once, you know, you get maybe the person going to the gym two, three months even, then now that, that pattern has changed. And what's happened in the brain is literally neural pruning, that big, huge map that identified with who you are and what you believe and how you act is now changing. And who we are as people is just that we will end up self-sabotaging, we'll become lazy. And when I work with people, a lot of the time when I'm coaching, I say, look, you know, I'm going to be your cheerleader. I'm going to give you assignments. I'm going to keep you accountable. <laughs> and in a very short period of time, they're so clear on who they are, who they want to be. And then almost all the time, that's why I actually try to always work with people for three months because right at that, like needing to go the whole way, they want to back up. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you're not backing up. You know what I mean? You're putting it out there. <laughs> and, and it's amazing because once that transition is complete, now that new identity is formed, that new habits formed, that new belief is formed. It's now in there and it takes a bit of time and it's very challenging to do on your own, especially if you don't have expertise in it. You want to uh, learn from somebody who you believe knows what they're talking about, who has some value, has information, and is going to encourage you because it probably doesn't exist in your friend circle. If it does, really great. That's awesome. Get that help. But that's what we need as humans because that's how we operate. That's what we're going to do. We're just going to kind of do that same thing. And it's a very common. It's not, it's not uncommon. So if we can understand that, we can put things in place like paying your um, trainer double. And that's just understanding human psychology. It's not a good or bad thing, but we can put those <laughs> things up there. And it's very important because that's how most people are. So if you're not getting the results, um, get some help. Get some help from someone you respect and invest in that because even just the accountability piece is massive. I, there was actually the main reason why we started the coaching program. See, I have to admit, when I did my first hypothermia treatment at home, and it was scary. My wife was freaking out. It's, it's like something you're not used to. You see it, it, it's out of your space of comfort. And so we started to teach people how to do it at workshops. And it was phenomenal. And everybody who learned it was doing it two or three times, and then they stopped. So where we came in with all the observations, you know, like when you have cancer, let's face it, or chronic fatigue or depression or whatever it is, brain fog, you might have those moments of clarity where you know what to do. But in general, 
it's, it's, it's a wide range of changes, a wide range of learning. It's a huge learning. You know, our coaches, they learn for one year. If they do um, two assignments or three assignments a week, they learn for one year really to cover it all. And then they make evaluations and case studies and everything so that they don't forget half. Now think about you learn with the terminal dis diagnose and you're told, you know, you have six months to live. And that's it. I have to learn a whole year and it's scary and as hell and it's complicated. And that's where it really makes sense. Like working with a personal trainer, working with a coach, working with someone that takes the stress out, helps you to establish those routines, keeps you accountable, follows through with you. And that's my wife had the idea so that look, we won't be able to succeed if we don't have a little army of people helping out. And uh, that's why the functional medicine training is such a wonderful tool. You learn how to think, what to look out for, what is important. And even if you don't become a coach, if you just use it for yourself, I can guarantee you can ask your doctor questions that they don't know how to respond. <laughs> yeah. And that's a really great point. And what it, um, reminds me of is I just recently learned this from Nathan Kohlerman. I don't think he said it on our podcast. We were chatting after our podcast and he talked about habits and he said that if you change one habit and you just focus on one and you're, I'm going to change this habit and you're really committed, you have an 85% chance. It's not bad yeah. if you really want to do it. But if you add a second habit, he said, then it goes down to 65%. And if you add a third, then it goes all the way down to 30. And when we want to make a change, we're like, okay, we need to change this, this, and this, right? And what happens is we have a very low likelihood of actually hitting all three of those. So we don't even change one habit. And so what that allows you to do is getting support is changing at least one habit and or multiple habits with, with the help of an expert. So it's important to understand our own psychology in these things and, um, and, and making the changes in ourselves and, and getting help. A lot of people don't want to ask for help. Um, you know, invest in yourself, invest in your health, um, invest in understanding who you are and get help from people you respect. I think it's super important, especially if you're struggling. So uh, all of this has been amazing and it's so well-rounded and I'm excited to go through this myself so I can have more energy. And oh yeah, on the sports thing, a lot of the time when I'm coaching extreme athletes or anyone, I know that if you have a more holistic life, if your relationships are good, if your health is, uh, or not health, if you are, um, um, my, if you're not stressed, you know what I mean? If everything's in order, your Financial house, stress, work right, stress, right? You're not into exactly. materialism. You just enjoy your life and you enjoy your life even outside your sport. You're going to perform way better because your identity isn't on the line. You're not stressed out. This isn't the only thing you have. It becomes an expression of you and you go to new heights, but we're so in that right brain, um, our, our masculine, like, you know, work super hard and become the best and be the number one competitor. <laughs> and, you know, on the flip side, we can kind of be that way in, in our lives, very single-minded in one way, or unfortunately very victim-based where we, we, we feel lost. We, we can't find ourselves. We're disconnected. We feel disempowered. And either way, it stems from a lack of understanding. And the more we can understand who we are actually and understand that we are capable of anything, right? And so when you feel sick and you feel disconnected, you don't feel that way. So um, I think that you touched on so many important uh, points and I'm so glad that you've done this research and you're sharing all this because it's not, you know, there's not, not somebody's gonna give you the pill and fix it. It's, it's a process and, and, and yeah. understanding and then commitment to that process and taking action. And I think, uh, I can't remember, there's a quote that's something and it's along the lines like action is the godfather of all change or something like that. But basically, action, definitely take, true. take action. So, definitely true. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there anything else that you wish that I'd asked or you want to talk about or leave the listeners with? Uh, it's just if, 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 if listeners go to the website trulyheal.com forward slash send athlete. Uh, you're asked to fill in your name and email, and then you have access to the whole website. Uh, there is the documentary that you can watch for free. There is several free training programs that you can go through. It's, it's like a whole host of information that will give you a lot more insights on dealing with disease in a wise way, looking for what drives the disease, what causes the disease, and it's all for free. 
That's amazing, Marcus. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate your work. Thanks for everything you're doing. It was great to have you on the show and I look forward to staying connected. Likewise. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks guys for watching. Catch you in the next episode. Peace. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the phenomenal Marcus Freudenman. I invite you to check out his work. It is really in-depth, and I wholeheartedly agree with his assessment about the four categories of that evaluation. I've seen it in my own life. I've lost loved ones um, in doing the podcast and hearing about these amazing recoveries. Uh, it's, you know, dealing with something of that caliber is truly a humbling experience and I have nothing but compassion for anybody going through that or anybody who knows somebody going through that because it is a very challenging process. So I hope that this podcast could be useful. I hope that it provided you some resource and a little bit of faith in your own connection with healing yourself or spirit or whatever the case may be. Just all of my love and support if you are going through something like that. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank all my patrons, everybody who's left a review on the podcast all of those things really help sharing this episode if you resonate with the message really helps as well so i invite you to do that i would love for you to be a member of the mastermind body and spirit academy where you will be getting exclusive interviews training podcasts guest interviews q a and so much more go to bit.ly forward slash mind body spirit 21 and would love to see you there. So thank you guys so much for listening. I'm wishing you all the best today. Just sending you all of my good vibes through the airwaves. Big hug, love, and support. So let's come to a state of peace and coherence before we end today's episode. Wherever you are in the world, just stop for a moment. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. And just let it out slowly, filling every cell, every muscle, and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, inspiration, and ready to take on the rest of the day. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.